0: Hi, I'm Michael.
1: And I'm Shane. This is Dad Pods. Uh, this is episode something.
0: I don't I stopped counting. Yeah, the numbers don't, ma- don't mean anything. The It'll numbers be on- don't matter anymore. Yeah. yeah.
1: The numbers don't matter anymore. And uh, uh, you're in the parking lot of a McDonald's,
0: correct? I am. I am socially distant because you can't go inside a McDonald's anymore. But you can still park in the parking lot of a McDonald's and use their Wi-Fi and use their drive through So, however, I use the drive through of a right. different McDonald's. Which unfortunately didn't have parking close enough to get Wi-Fi reception, so I had to move to a, another one. So if I get kicked out, if there's a sudden stop, you'll know why.
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, you, the listener, probably will not
0: know. You why. won't. Yeah, you'll you'll have no idea why. But I but I will know why, right? Presumably, and that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, and and I will let you know that. So we're recording this on uh, the sixth of September. Mm-hmm. I'm in California. It's like a hundred and. Seven degrees here in in Redwood City, California. Uh, uh, we've had rolling blackouts already, yep. so our, our our power has gone out at like six o'clock every day for the last couple of days. So hopefully, you know, we're just going to see if this podcast goes through. If not, you know, it, we might sound older the next yep. time you
0: hear us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see uh, what happens. uh It's been yeah. a crazy, you know, crazy in a fun way day here today, but the you know. Uh-huh. Our normal recording day is Labor Day week, Labor Day, and uh, there might be even more stuff to do then, so.
1: Might be even more stuff, and it is, it is my
0: birthday tomorrow, so. Oh, well, happy uh, birthday, happy early birthday. Well,
1: thank you very much. So, uh, we are talking about 1989 this evening.
0: Yes. Obviously, the album Uh, by Taylor Swift, correct?
1: Obviously, the album by Taylor Swift. I mean, really, a, a departure for her, you know, 2015, she sort of started becoming like a real sort of, you know. Uh, an amazing uh, artist right um you know some really some some bangers on this one obviously blank space style you know bad blood shake it off is kind of like the 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 pop standard from the from the record we should Um,
0: mention now that this is no longer dad pods it's now a taylor swift dedicated podcast
1: yes taylor swift podcast uh uh, I don't know how long we can keep this up because I don't know enough about 1989. That's, you've now said
0: everything that I could have known about 1989.
1: Yes, I will say, so there's two things about 1989 that I really like, that the album. Um, Taylor Swift as a writer is actually pretty good. I'm not crazy about her as a musician, mm-hmm. but as a writer, she's good. And two, the the Ryan Adams cover of the entire record is good. But of course, we can't like the Ryan Adams cover anymore because Ryan Adams turned out to be a creep.
0: Yep, and canceled. So let's talk about the yeah, year. So got, we canceled
1: the yeah. year 1989 in comedies as an aside also the the new Taylor Swift record uh for folklore is very good
0: yeah that's... It was like the
1: first the, the first Taylor Swift record she made for old people
0: yeah which is great yeah we're college students so
1: no but so we're doing 1989 the year in comedy mm-hmm. um and normally the the kind of thing that we do is we kind of run through the also also receiving votes uh era of these things but because you're uh in a McDonald's parking lot and I'm uh, suffering through rolling blackouts, we're just going to skip that part and say there were more movies that we didn't cover, and I don't remember what they are.
0: Yeah, this is going to be. A we're going to go. We're going to go fast. This is
1: going to be a little bit of fast one. There are some. There, there are four really good movies here.
0: Yep.
1: Um, and we're going to cover all the other ones first, and then we'll get to the four really good ones at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the one that you and I agree on is probably the best movie of the year. Yep. And it we'll and last. should be in in everybody's top five or ten of all-time comics easily all right easily so, anyway, start, so yeah. the first one we're going to start with is the it's tom the... hanks vehicle vehicle the burbs
0: yeah this is a pretty decent movie it's okay it's uh, about neighbors who figure out that their other neighbors are kind of creepy and it's about living and in suburban. Them, so
1: and it turns out that they're killers, and killed and... multiple... yeah it turns out that they're killers this is tom hanks this is not quite peak Tom Hanks, but yep. almost peak Tom Hanks. Like he hadn't done Forrest Gump yet. We hadn't mm-hmm. gotten into, you know, Tom Hanks getting nominated for all the Oscars, Tom Hanks. Right. Um, but this it, is right, uh, this is, but this is also after like uh, Tom Hanks as leading man started. So I think this uh-huh. is after big it's after Joe versus the volcano.
0: Yeah. So it's a solid will, comedy. Which right. I will cape for. Yeah. It's it's okay. Um, mm mm-hmm. The fact that the neighbors actually are killers, though, that's kind of a spoiler. Like the, the whole yeah. premise in the comedy. Of Sorry, the movie, spoiler
1: alert. Five yeah, minutes ago.
0: Yeah, is a uh, the premise <laughs> of the movie is that you don't know if Tom Hanks is just being paranoid and like just being a nosy neighbor, or the neighbors are in fact murderers.
1: Right. So it's like a comedic version of Rear Window, the uh, yeah, the Hitchcockian classic. That's exactly so. Right. Um, I I will say a couple things about this one. Uh, I believe this is a. Uh, I believe his wife is played by Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. That's who, right. Who who was in a lot more movies than you think. Yeah. Like Carrie Fisher, uh she'll she'll be she'll come up later in this in this podcast. But um Carrie Fisher, like a lot of people think, Oh, she was Princess Leia, and then she didn't do much else. Yeah. She was in a lot of movies as an actress, mm-hmm. and she's also an amazing writer too. So we should we should give props to Carrie Fisher, R.I.P.
0: Totally. Um, All right. next movie. The, this is a classic. Uh, could have made a yes. lot of lists. This this could have been on our top five easily. This movie is Heather's. Yes. Um, I think nowadays people will know of Mean Girls as kind of hitting the same type of topics, except for Heather's. Same, is like a lot mean, of the same notes. This was a, Heather's. Mean, mean Girls plus murder. yes. Mean Girls plus murder.
1: Some notable things about this movie: it's Winona Ryder at her mm-hmm. absolute peak, I think,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or or close to it. Yeah, um, she's great in this film. Her 80s uh, peak, I would Christian. Say. Yeah, Christian, Christian Slater with the greatest uh, Jack Nicholson impress, impression that has ever been put into a movie.
0: Yep, really good.
1: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't an SNL skit. It was just a Jack Nicholson impression as as the role he was playing.
0: Yep, completely.
1: I came here to kill you. Uh, yeah, and, uh, that was that was bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, no, um, but the, the premise of this movie, the premise of this movie is that uh, there's a it's a set in a high school at a rich kind of uh, kind of uh, kids and um, everybody's engaging in behavior that is uh, uh, risky, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, they, they killed a bunch of people.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hitting the notes of like popularity and um, what it's like to not be in, yeah. in crowd, and those kind of it's, emotions. It's a
1: metaphor for yeah, it's a metaphor for you know, if you if you don't do exactly what the popular kids want you to do, mm-hmm. you'll be killed.
0: Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> hilarity ensues. I it's a dark comedy. Hilarity
1: ensues. It's a really dark comedy. It's dark, um, yeah. it's almost Cohen Brothers-esque. I don't remember who the director is. Hmm. Um but it's a it's a little bit coen brothersy it's a little bit uh, like if coen brothers if the coen brothers had had mixed with the uh, uh, the director and writer of clueless who i can't remember her name right yeah. now like Amy. that's what this yeah, movie yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what this movie get, cre- is created heckerling isn't that, Hecker- isn't that right heckerling Amy heckerling yes yeah um those those two together that's you get the movie heathers
0: yeah highly recommended Definitely, highly yeah. recommend it. This one would hold up in terms of looking at uh, like high sc- classic high school movies. Yeah. yeah, You should you should watch this movie.
1: Um, next movie, uh, see no evil, he- hear no evil. This is yep. a there was a few Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder movies from yep. the eighties, um, late seventies and early eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the probably the worst of them. Oh, it's terrible! <laughs> uh, it's terrible. This is not very good. I think. If I can remember this correctly, Richard Pryor is blind. Yes, and, that's right. And,
0: and Gene Wilder is deaf. That's the whole plot. That's, that's the, the plot of the movie. That's all you need to know about the movie. And yeah. anything funny that could come out of that, you yeah. can probably write it right now yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. In fact, I encourage everybody out there that's listening to this podcast mm-hmm. to try and write the screenplay to see No Weaver, Hear No Evil, without actually watching it.
0: And see how many of the and same See how jokes close you, hit. you get. Probably pretty close. Yeah.
1: Knowing that, that Richard Pryor Richard Pryor <laughs> is blind and Gene Wilder is deaf. Yeah. See what happens.
0: Yeah. I bet uh, you I you'll you get pretty close. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we need to talk about this movie anymore. Even though I've seen it probably. A uh, few so time. where
1: we Yeah, yeah, I've seen it a few times. It's one of those movies you can sit through. It's not I mean, none of the movies that we're talking about are terrible. Yeah, it's notable because Richard Pryor is one of the greatest comedians of all time, and Gene Wilder is an amazing comedic actor, right? As well, uh, so it's notable for that. Um, yeah. yeah, Gene Wilder sort of started stopped starring movies after shortly after this. It's, it had been a while mm-hmm. uh, before he passed away uh, the last ten years or so, um, but he sort of stopped um, sort of doing a lot of movies lately. I, and and I I know this was right around the time. That Gilda Radner passed away too. So maybe uh-huh. that had something to do with it because he was
0: married to Gilda Radner, yeah, of
1: course. I'm, I'm sure it did. But yeah. So um, next movie we have...
0: It is Ghostbusters 2.
1: Yeah. So at the time, I, I believe of all the movies that we're talking about, this yeah. one made the most of money mm-hmm. at the box office. Yeah. Um,
0: mega so sequel. The... Mega movie.
1: Biggest yeah. sequel of all time, I think at the time. Yeah. Uh, certainly as comedies. I mean, maybe the, mm-hmm. the story Star Wars movies probably sure. fall into that category, but um, uh, yeah, um, not as great. Um, there's a couple of notable things. One thing, the the Vigo with the the uh, the painting was kind of menacing. I yep. think everybody has seen that in their nightmares. Oh, totally. Um, there is there is a Bill Murray as like just riffing and not following script. Script is great, um, uh, and the city of New York is kind of the villain in this one, yeah, because yeah. everybody is kind of mean to everybody else, and That's because kind of, of the, that, uh,
0: yeah, it's meanness yeah. is is actually yeah. the plot. I, it's okay. I actually think kids might enjoy this one. It's a little lighter than the first one, mm-hmm. a little sillier. Yeah,
1: uh, I think Joe Mary rustles with a toaster at some point, which is yeah. nice sort of scene. It's it's okay. Yeah, and you know, there's a Jackie Wilson song. Yeah, yeah. Is lifting me higher, and I think that's all I can sing before we start getting royalties assessed. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're not going to sing anymore. Anyway, uh, next movie is Honey I Shrunk the Kids. This is also a movie that's really good. Yeah, and maybe I maybe I was er- erred erred. Maybe I was wrong in saying that uh, this movie wasn't it had a really top heavy mm-hmm. kind of thing, and then there's lots of bad ones because Honey I Shrunk the Kids is a classic. Oh,
0: good. I think there's a night. Yeah, Honey I Shrunk the Kids is a classic. I've seen it recently. Um, kids loved it. It became one of my kids' favorite movies. Like she, she immediately watched it again. Like that night, she liked it, it so much. It's on Disney Plus, right? It's on Disney Plus. I highly yeah. recommend it. Uh, you've got our, first, our,
1: our first, our first, our uh, first, our first sponsor better be Disney Plus. We've mentioned oh, yeah. them on like every we, podcast.
0: If you don't subscribe to Disney Plus after this, it's <laughs> what's wrong? <with> you? <laughs> the odds yeah. are you, you're not listening, but that's okay.
1: Uh, as an aside, we did, we, we did, we not only subscribed to Disney Plus, we bought the uh, the exclusive
0: Mulan. We did as well. It, I thought it was well think? worth it. Well worth
1: it. I thought it was well worth it. The one problem I have with the movie, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it was well acted. The action sequences were great. I didn't like the score. Mm. The music yeah. in the movie, like, just didn't quite work for me.
0: Which and is a I bummer because the original one has really good music. The
1: music, the music in the original one is great, yeah. and I did appreciate that it wasn't just like the Lion King or Aladdin, mm-hmm. where it just basically remade the. Oh yeah. the the animated film and just kind of made it a live action film.
0: Yeah, this is very uh, different. This is very, very different. This was a
1: completely different movie and a completely different – almost a completely different plot. There was very little that was similar. Um, It was still good. I mean, I I don't regret at all. Like, had I gone to a movie theater and seen this, um,
0: we would have dropped more than 30 bucks. so it's not a big deal for me. That was our mentality, too. And we had uh, five people in the room watching it, so it was like, oh, this is easy – and we're going to get to watch it
1: again. Oh, yeah. We have three people in the room, and it's like, you do that plus, you know, a tub of popcorn, and that's, you know, yeah. 50 bucks. Uh, so anyway, yeah. yeah. So Disney Plus so sponsor us. <laughs> go see Mulan. Yeah. Go see Mulan. Or yeah. go uh, order Mulan. Uh, it's good to, that if you support it, because then, you know, Disney Plus is likely to do this kind of thing in the future. If you w- mm-hmm. want to see some of the stuff that Disney was going to release this year, which you know they might not now. Yeah. We'll see if what happens with like the Black Widow movie and all the other stuff sure. that they had So.
0: But definitely watch um, but shrunk yeah, honey, that
1: shrunk the kids, back to that Rick Moranis yep. uh, shrinks his kids and they fight ants. Yeah. It's really funny.
0: And uh, the effects are all practical, so I actually think it holds up pretty well.
1: Yeah. Kids just mm-hmm. like
0: it. That those kind of effects just sort of work.
1: Yeah. Just put uh, you know, large huge big plastic blades of grass Mm-hmm. in in front of a green screen, right?
0: That's kind You're of what set. they did, right? That's all they did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was all like uh just big huge animatronic stuff. And, yeah, they had yeah. they had
0: kids running it's, around a giant set. The set was big. <laughs> the kids were regular size. And yeah. It, hey, yeah. why not?
1: Yeah. And if you guys have if anybody has ever been to Disneyland, mm-hmm. the original uh now it is the I think it was, it's like the Pixar land mm-hmm. at a Disney California adventure used to be honey. I shrunk the kids. Life. Yeah.
0: They changed it around no, now. Now you're in a bug's life. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. It's
1: all, yeah, yeah. Bugs life. Yeah. But it
0: used to be uh,
1: you know, honey, I shrunk the kids. So
0: yeah, there you go. Okay. Next movie. Oh yeah. This one, uh, <laughs> This one is a classic in some ways in the plot. It's called Weekend this at Bernie's. Sh- this
1: movie shouldn't be as good as it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it
1: shouldn't be as good as it is.
0: You know it's Weekend at Bernie's. Um, it's a plot you can use, especially if you have kids, you should use it a lot. Like, and you got that sleeping a kid. I like to call that a Weekend at Bernie's situation that's sort of flopping around. Uh, sure. Although with Weekend at Bernie's, sure. it's a dead body. that you're They're, they're moving around like a marionette so that, uh, the two protagonists can avoid getting killed by the mafia or whatever.
1: Right. I don't remember the plot.
0: Yeah. I just remember they carried
1: around the dead body
0: for for a a couple of days. Yeah, it's like to avoid the mafia and also they don't want to like miss out on this awesome vacation so they have to pretend that he's still alive.
1: Yeah. So, so the, so that's disturbing enough. Mm -hmm. They made a sequel to this movie. Which is even more disturbing.
0: Like, yeah, they they actually, which is even
1: more disturbing. Mm Mm-hmm. They have to dig up the corpse. Presumably, at that point, he's been preserved with something.
0: Maybe? So yeah. Well, you know what happens is that they add something to it. They say now there's voodoo involved, and then the body can actually, like, dance mm. on its own when music plays. If you couldn't make the plot of Weekend at Bernie's even more ridiculous, they decided to do that for the sequel. Yeah. It is a high-concept plot that uh, I don't think there's going to be another movie, unlike Groundhog Day, which they keep redoing, which is in a good way. That's a classic plot that should be redone. Sure. There's a lot to it. I don't think we should do that again with Weekend parties.
1: No, no. There's a little necrophiliishness with it. And yeah. I'm not sure that... Uh, that's, that's not what we need anymore. We want to go that direction. Yeah, definitely No, not. no. I think I think, I think think Weekend parties is not bad. It's executed <laughs> well and it's well acted. Like It's like the height of Andrew McCarthy's career, I think. Well, probably. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about Mannequin maybe a few weeks ago, and he was in that, and Mm -hmm. this was kind of the other thing that he did. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't remember the guy in it, and I don't remember the guy who played Bernie.
0: No, no. Yeah, that's, it's got to be quite a a resume to say that you played a corpse.
1: No, but it's also a movie that that creates lots of memes. There's Mm -hmm. lots of, like, Rika and Bernie memes. So, you know, if you don't want to go watch the movie, kids, just, you know, Google Weekend at Bernie memes, and you could probably get the gist of the movie.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's all you need really need. I don't think mm-hmm. you need to see the movie. Alright. Okay. Uh, next up, I I can't differentiate this one from the other sequels. It's Lethal Weapon 2. Well, I can differentiate it because okay. I I'm a I'm a I was a huge fan of the Lethal
1: Weapon films. Okay. This is the one where they fight the uh, apartheid guys, mm. the South Africans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay. and this is the one where at the end they're on the they're on like a a ship for some reason at the LA port Mm -hmm. and like Mel Gibson's got like 16 bullets in his body Mm -hmm. and, and like at the floor and you think he's, Oh, is he dead? And then Danny Glover is about to shoot the bad guy. And the guy says
0: diplomatic immunity. Oh yeah.
1: Then Danny Glover does the whole neck thing and then shoots him. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the meme. Diplomatic immunity is, I believe, I believe this is the first, the first, uh, Lethal weapon film with, with, uh, is Joe Pesci in this one? I don't,
0: I don't remember.
1: remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Kill Some Time. I'm gonna okay. Look it up. Well, I know but, Rene uh, Rousseau so,
0: is in some of them, and that's like a thing for a this while. is not
1: this one. That's not okay. this one. This, the blonde is in this one. Oh, gosh. Um, okay.
0: I'm not as <laughs> much of a lethal weapon connoisseur as, as you are. Like, they all sort of blend together. Uh, sure. I, I remember Understood. at one point Mel Gibson goes, Eeny Meeny uh hey mo and like shoots at some random thing which causes stuff to happen
1: oh joe pishy is in the lethal weapon too okay as the, that's
0: uh, good
1: to know yo gets he's mm-hmm. kind of a um you know um yeah oh uh, dean norris of uh of uh, uh breaking bad fame is in uh, okay. 2. i could just read the uh id I- IMDb page okay um this got nominated for an Oscar. How did this get Why? nominated for
0: an um, Oscar? Editing. That'd be okay. Maybe.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Best effects, sound ah, editing effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's fine. But yeah, there's lots of uh, gunfire. All right. Lots uh, of gunfire. Okay. So um, if you like like cheesy action movies from the 80s, this is mm-hmm. a good one, and it's a buddy cop film. Um, is This is not the one. Okay, so the first one had the, the bomb on the toilet scene. Okay. That was the bomb on the toilet. Yes, the, I remember that. The first, the first couple lethal weapons are good. After that one, they're not any good. I don't know how many lethal weapons there were. There was a three. There was a four. And then I there guess. was the one with Jet Li. Okay.
0: Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> Jet Li, who was also in the most recent Lulan movie, too. Yeah, and, and he's good. He played the Emperor, which, which was, pretty- was like, I, I saw it at the end. and I was like, what? Jet Li is in this movie? They already have, it's like, is there, are there any, like, I mean, I guess my martial arts movies are not, I'm not really up on them in the last 10 years, but like, cause the, the guy from uh, what's his name? Like the Ip guy Man from uh,
0: Rogue One. What's it? Oh, Man. Yeah. What's yeah, his yeah. name? I can't Donnie remember. Donnie Yen is in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But Donnie Yen, yeah. but I, I just, are there many Donnie Yen and Jet Li movies? I thought they were sort of mutually exclusive.
0: Uh, Yeah, actually this, this does put together a lot of people, a lot of very famous Asian actors
1: and Michelle Yeoh, who's
0: amazing. Uh, wait. In everything she's in. Yeah, was she in it? No, that wasn't. That was Rosalind Chow.
1: Michelle Yeoh's places plays the mom. No, no, no. No, that's Michelle Rosalind Chao. Michelle Yeoh Chow. plays the mom. That's that
0: was Rosalind Chow. No, no, no. Oh, in which movie?
1: Michelle Yeoh is in this movie. Mulan?
0: Talking about? Yeah. We'll edit this out because <laughs> i pretty No, sure well, we Rosalind. will edit
1: this out. But Michelle Yeoh is it? I looked it up last night. Michelle Yeoh is in this movie.
0: Oh, okay. We'll go figure that out
1: so we couldn't you know say right here mike that we're just going on to the next movie yeah. but it's been like three and a half weeks or two yeah. and a half weeks we're now in the future we're now in the future uh so when you when we started this podcast you were in the parking lot of mcdonald's i was yeah and we were recording a podcast yep. and you had to run run off and get one of your daughters from a soccer slash softball yeah 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 it doesn't matter uh uh the sports don't matter. I have swimming. You have right. all the different other sports. It's just, it's, you're just a, a limousine
0: service. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I was doing. Yeah. Um, a lot happened. A lot happened. Uh, the entire West Coast was on fire, yes. basically, for for a few
1: weeks. And uh, none, neither of us could kind of go out of our houses or uh, ensure safe uh, passage through the world. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and and we had i don't know you guys had really hot weather too we had like we had like three or four days of 106
0: so i, I couldn't tell because i wasn't outside we thankfully do have <laughs> air conditioning we had to run the ac the whole time because mm-hmm. the smoke was so bad we actually needed the hvac filter to run it's, it's now right. a nice gray i saw that like it was replaced this year but i'm very thankful we had it because sure it, it, it helped because the air.
1: because I, I will tell you that uh you, I mean, certainly here in the Bay Area, and I'm sure up there in Portland, where the fires are uh, uh, just as bad, if not worse, you can't go to like a Home Depot and get yourself an HVAC filter. Oh no, I was looking up because I was I was planning on doing it. I was looking up, um, you know, how to turn a box fan into yep. like a do do project where you can turn a box fan into a HVAC filter and I was like oh I could do this it'll take only a few minutes I've got duct tape all I need is a couple of filters and they're like 20 bucks and you can get a package for for like of of like four of them and I was like okay I'll go do that and I you know checked online beforehand because you know we can't go out in a pandemic without going and making sure sure that you're gonna get what you want when you go out and none of the H uh, Home Depot's within like 150 miles of me had any yeah 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 totally So anyway a lot happened in the last couple weeks uh you know turning 2020 into i think it's at this point it's it's not even funny to say it's the worst year in your history Uh, it's just bad yeah it's just you know it it when when we say it can't get worse it will
0: yeah so let's not Not say that again
1: (laughs) no it's not just that it can't get worse it's it's probably going to you know we just kind of have to roll with the punches so yeah anyhow so uh, uh, first things first, we have a um, – I was wrong, like big, big, loud wrong too. Uh, we mentioned uh, in the first half of this podcast that uh, we had just watched the uh, new live action Mulan, right. which now I've completely forgotten everything that happened in it because, it's, again, it's been like two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was adamant that Michelle Yeoh ha- uh, starred in this film yes. as, as the mother, and it was not. Yeah. So this is this is a new new segment we're going to call. It's called a Dad Mission. Yes, I love it. The Dad Mission of 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 Loud Wrong. Great. Uh, you know, a real dad will admit that he's wrong. I mean, I will argue to the death that that uh, that I, I was justified in my belief. Right. Because uh, <laughs> that's but, what dads do. <laughs> uh, that's what dads do. I believe that uh, Michelle Yeoh was in Crazy Rich Asians.
0: I believe she was. Yeah, she was. Thank that you. was her. God, thank you.
1: Uh, I saw that on a plane. I saw that on the plane. Half of it I saw without volume, and half right. of
0: it I saw with volume. It makes it hard to identify actors. And
1: it does, whatever. but I just it, you know, and and I was going to really really upset if it was the same actor.
0: I guess, I guess <laughs> that, that
1: would suck. Would. <laughs> that it would
0: be. Well, <laughs> we'll do a record another dad mission. If yeah, another
1: dad mission. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, dads are often wrong. Let's let's put it this dads way. are that's often true. wrong.
1: You know, dads can be wrong. It's okay.
0: It's dads it's okay are okay often right.
1: Wrong. and and the thing about dads is they is they speak with the same authority whether they're wrong or they're right
0: yeah uh that's a true statement (laughs) (laughs) that's why we had to come up with the dad mission
1: yes dad mission so anyway we're still in 1989 uh so this is still a a podcast about taylor swift's record
0: 1989.
1: true uh we made that joke at the beginning of it what didn't land then and it probably didn't land now
0: yeah now that you're listening to this
1: yeah but uh anyway so uh, the next movie we're on is uh, Tom Hanks' vehicle, Turner, Turner and Hooch.
0: Ah, yes. I remember I've this. I've seen this movie way too many times. I haven't seen it that often, but I've seen it uh-huh. a few times.
1: Yeah. So, you know, this is um, not the greatest Tom Hanks year, but he was in a, in a lot of movies. Yep. So he's in Turner and Hooch, and he was also in um, The Burbs, which we mentioned. Yep. Neither of those movies, like, meet, break the... Uh, Uh, you know the holy triumvirate of of tom hanks's movies certainly no or even like a mount rushmore if you want to add four neither of them are going to do it this is a buddy cop movie where tom hanks and a large mastiff is the other buddy yeah
0: the the dog yeah
1: so it's 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 basically the is it going to be the mel gibson role or the danny glover role Hmm.
0: i mean a dog Years, I think the dog's probably older, so it would actually
1: probably. So, so you could go and Danny Glover there, but I'm, 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 I
0: want to say Mel Gibson just because he's a pos. Yeah, the dog is definitely the Maverick here. So he's
1: the loose cannon. He's the one that doesn't play by the rules. Yeah, he's the one that's going to do something off. You know, off not by the book. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think the hooch is the and he drools. I think that's something that Mel Gibson does.
0: Yeah, a lot of drooling. Yeah. Um, that's if if you humor. go back and watch yeah. any of Mel Gibson's movies, you're going to find a lot of drool. Yeah. A that's a lot of the humor of the dog here. He's the slobber that goes everywhere. Yes. If yes. I remember right.
1: So this was uh, this was kind of I felt I feel like this was kind of the beginning of of a, of a lot of movies starring big dogs.
0: Mm-hmm. Beethoven.
1: Uh, Beethoven had like 18 sequels.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, a few years earlier, you had Cujo, obviously, but that wasn't as funny.
0: Uh, no <laughs> it was not <laughs> i missed that one i was like yeah no, it was good
1: it was a good it was a good uh wait for the joke i was waiting for the i was just waiting for it and you were not paying attention i great.
0: i was like yeah cucho and not yeah there you go yeah it wasn't
1: funny yeah but anyway turner and hooch is largely forgettable um but it's tom hanks and this is you know 1989 tom hanks so it's like you know you gotta mention it mm-hmm. yeah so the next movie
0: uh, this movie I remember pretty well. I actually mm-hmm. really enjoyed it at the time. I've seen it several times. It's uh, Uncle Buck. The late great John Candy, all right. Yeah. I and I think his acting in this is, is pretty solid. Like uh, Yeah. John Candy is the uh, the title character Uncle Buck. So
1: doesn't this have s- this has some relationship to Home Alone,
0: right? I think so. Yeah, there's actually some weird crossover because it's yeah. Chris Columbus and like they there's some family relation here.
1: Yeah, I think it's he's maybe the the uncle to the the kids that the kid that eventually gets
0: left. Yeah, but I don't think the uh, Home Alone Cinematic Universe is really that important for this. Like the No.
1: And I have a I have a I have a I have an admission to make. Hmm. I have never watched Home Alone. Really? Nope. That's surprising. Not not the first one, not any of the sequels. None of them. First one's
0: pretty good. I okay. can get the memes.
1: I can go, I can, you know, Put my hands on either side of my face and yell. ah, yeah. and, I, and I, you know, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I, I can do that, and I can say, "Where's Kevin?" And I right. know what it means. Yeah, but uh, yeah, never watched Tom Alone. Dad yeah. mission, another okay. dad mission. Some dad missions are are are, uh, are what we've done wrong. Some dad missions are,
0: you know, revelations here.
1: Revelations. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think Uncle Buck's a, a good movie, though. I think. uh very yeah, I charming. seen Uncle Buck because yeah. I loved John Candy. Yeah. If, if There's you like John, John Candy. Candy
1: movies, I've seen that I'm not really proud of that I've seen a lot of. Like, okay. uh, what was it Armed and Dangerous? Wasn't that a John <laughs> yeah. Candy movie with Eugene Levy? And I've seen that like 74 times.
0: <laughs> this is a good one, though. John, yes. John Candy's ch- very charming. Uh
1: huh.
0: It's a good family movie. Go yep. watch it.
1: Yep. Uh, so the next movie is also a good family movie.
0: Yeah, this one is very solid.
1: This is very solid. Um, look who's talking. Yeah. So this was kind of, I, I don't want to say it's the beginning of the uh, travolta <laughs> Yeah. It's a
0: little bit in the, you know, a little bit in the wheelhouse here.
1: It's a little bit in the wheelhouse. I think, uh, you know, Pulp Fiction comes maybe 93, 94 or something like that. Right. Uh, so this is 89. So this is, you know, you know, John Travolta went from the biggest star in the world to, you know, you could also even argue this was The Nader, even though this was a very successful movie, where yeah. talking to a baby that doesn't actually talk to him back. Right. But this stars John Travolta, uh, Kirstie Alley. Okay, yeah. And, uh, and the voice of Bruce Willis, who plays yeah. uh, the baby. Yeah. Yes, so the, the 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 story of this film is that the baby talks, but that doesn't talk to the people. It just, like, you hear the inner monologue of the baby.
0: Right. And, and it's basically yeah. a wisecracking bruce willis and i think this one does hold up well like kids now would like it because effects are all practical as yeah magic. i think
1: your kids i think your kids would actually love this movie yeah. i'm not sure that i would sit through this movie again but i think your kids would actually really like uh,
0: it. when i was a kid i love this i remember uh-huh. the humor well enough to know that yeah. i would not like it now but yeah yeah a
1: lot of it is like poop hoop, hoop humor you know yeah. boob humor it's 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 it, it falls
0: into like a mm-hmm. 12 year old sort of humor level right really but good. for what it is it's actually really good yeah. it's well executed
1: it's not there's good. nothing offensive in it
0: Mm-mm. um you know John Travolta's not weird yeah <laughs> awesomely so yeah that's, that's pretty cool yeah
1: yeah he's got a great hair
0: piece in this film so it's good yeah I like it go watch it uh Next up, I don't know this movie at all, so I'm going to have you talk. Neither about do it. I,
1: so we could skip it. That's okay.
0: <laughs> the next movie on the list after that is uh, Back to the Future, part two. Two. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This one's. Um, so I will say that uh, my family and I, we just recently rewatched all three. Mm. And we kind of did them back to back to back. Not sure in the same day, but like in consecutive days. Okay. Um, two's not good. Really?
0: I remember yeah. really
1: enjoying 2. I-, I think it's because you're 15. Okay. Or you know, 14, whatever, however yeah, yeah. you were when it came out. Um, it's not – I actually think that uh, 3 is better okay. than 2, in my opinion. Maybe it's an unpopular opinion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, I felt like a lot, of, a lot of Back to the Future 2 is just like kind of redoing 1. Yeah, in but just
0: in the future, right? That's the yeah, whole Yeah, but end. in the
1: future, yeah, and it's just like, it's just like, why are they do what? What are they doing? And it was almost like they did the, all these weird things in two just to get to three. And, and I will tell you, three is not a good movie either. Mm. Um, I think uh, you know it was sort of they wanted to do something in the old west. I don't know why they didn't just jump to it. Yeah, um, but it's almost like, why do you have to have the same characters in every movie?
0: <laughs> I thought that was just their shtick. That that is their shtick, but I'm just
1: like. So you expect me to believe that descendants of this person are the same
0: character in every generation? Yeah, it's, it's a little, little weird. It is a little weird. It doesn't quite honor genetics mm-hmm. <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, you yeah. Only resemble one but, parent, uh, parent. We've
1: we've we've long passed the days. I think it was like five years ago that it was actually Back to the Future Day yeah the the day where we get to the the, the flying cars and all that right. stuff the skateboards and the you know the jackets that self-dry and all that stuff we didn't do any of that
0: yeah i i watched the stuff on jimmy kimmel where they had that was the only time i think you see michael j fox and christopher lloyd they showed up to the audience yeah. and, and did a little bit
1: that's good i think i i do remember that too it was you know both those guys i mean christopher lloyd's got to be pushing 80 right now he looks great yeah <laughs> And then you know, Michael J. Fox has obviously been
0: with uh, living with Parkinson's for right. two decades, really. He also he looked great in that bit; like he looked like he was doing pretty well. So it was yeah, not he's, too shabby. He's got to be sixty years old too, like yeah. you know, you know. So,
1: anyhow, um, the entire trilogy together, I think people should watch it. The yes. first movie is you know should be on people's top ten. Yeah, totally. but um, but uh, yeah, two. I, you know, I was bored by it. Okay there is the uh, Donald Trump sort of connection because right if in 1985 is in the alternate universe is basically based on Donald Trump. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a womanizing, you know, debaucherous casino owner sh- at in uh, 1985 or whatever. And that's basically what Trump was. So
0: that's, yeah. that's
1: funny to watch. It's not funny when you think about, Oh, did we let like this asshole president, but Oh, sorry. Yeah. I cursed. All right. I don't think it makes it an explicit. No one will notice. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the next movie is The War of the Roses.
0: Yeah, and I, I've seen this once. Okay, so it's kind of the
1: unofficial third movie uh-huh.
0: in the,
1: the Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner trilogy. Right. So Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner were in two movies, "Romancing the Stone and then The Jewel of the Nile. Right. And those came back to back. And in this movie, they play sort of completely unrelated characters. Right. Um, but Danny DeVito was also in this film. Right. And I think he was in the previous two as well, or at least one of them. Yeah. Uh, and they play, like, uh, a married couple that is going through a divorce. Right. And they are, you know, basically at odds the entire time. Right. Um, it's a. Uh, it's funny. It's dark. It's got some, it's super dark. Uh, it is kind of, it's very much an eighties film sort of coming to grips with the fact that, you know, the late seventies and the early eighties were basically the, the time at which, uh, you know, women started to exercise their their rights and started to, you know, be a little bit more independent, Mm -hmm. be a little bit more, um, getting divorced more often because mm-hmm. they realized, Oh, I'm in this loveless marriage. I don't need to be here financially. Right. I can get out. Uh, and this is that, that kind of movie. Now they I think that they, this is like a, like a rich couple. That, yeah. The yeah. because they have this huge house and there's this, you know, there's lots of kind of crazy stuff going on, but right. um, it's kind of that, it's kind of the realization that, you know, I don't need to be in this relationship. So from that stand- standpoint, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. uh to kind of go through that uh the banter between the two is good the, the two obviously have good chemistry they were mm-hmm. two other movies that were both successful too. uh this is a funny movie uh danny devito's funny in it sure um this is kind of prime michael douglas sort of period because you've got like you know this he came off of he was like one of the biggest movie stars in the world we don't think about it that way but
0: yeah he's uh, in a lot of stuff like a ton you think
1: about this he was in wall street he won i think he won the oscar for that yeah. Uh, the early '90s was really good for for Michael Douglas. He was in a bunch of like, uh, you, know, you know, kind of erotic thrillers.
0: Yeah, he was in Disclosure. The Michael. Craig he was in thing. Disclosure.
1: He was in uh,
0: Basic Instinct. Yeah. He was in The Game. Oh yeah, that was not erotic. The Game is no, no, no. But it
1: was like a, it was a thriller. It was an adult yeah. thriller.
0: Yeah, I like The Game a lot. That's a really solid movie. We should talk about The Game. I don't know. Um, if you've seen the Game. Oh, okay. Someday we'll I'll get have to done. watch it. But anyway, so The War of the Roses. Yeah, okay. Is it worth watching now, do you think?
1: Um, I will let the audience decide. Okay, if you really want to... I also haven't seen this movie probably since 1989.
0: Yeah, so (laughs) I think it's notable for the stars in it. I think really you'd have to want to be doing like either Michael Douglas or Kathleen Turner kind of deep dive. To, to be re- perfectly honest Which about i don't think movies. is bad i mean no, i no, think them have amazing sort of uh imdbs yeah like I, I think michael it would douglas. be fun
1: yeah yeah i think michael Doug- like going doing doing a deep dive of michael douglas i think would be really fun
0: yeah um but i don't think in and of itself you would pick this movie yeah yeah your
1: kids shouldn't only know michael douglas as
0: hank pym from the ant-man movies <laughs> yeah that's a good point. Like. I think you should go back and for romancing. If you're going to watch just one, it'd be like romancing the stone, right? Sure.
1: Sure. Of the, of the, of the two.
0: Uh,
1: If you're going to watch one uh, Kathleen Turner movie, it should probably be who framed Roger Rabbit.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Good movie. Or, or body heat, but not for the kids. (sighs) Not for the kids at all. Not for the kids. (laughs) Dad mission. Not for the kids. Uh, The last movie. Oh yeah. Is, uh, before our favorites, before our favorites, the last movie is, uh, Tango and Cash.
0: Yeah. Probably best known for the title. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. This is, so this is 1989 and going into the night, like it was, you know, leading into the nineties, this is the last of our movies that was released in 1989. Yeah. One of the last movies of the eighties. This movie is such an eighties movie. Yeah. Like it could not have come out the next year.
0: No, really, like the feel, work. everything in it, the stars. Let's uh, talk yes. about them.
1: So, uh, this is one of those movies that I think um, probably didn't have a working script before
0: it was greenlit. I don't see how it possibly did, other than. There are some amazing, like, like you can do
1: some deep dives on this, like, the making of this movie and, like, mm-hmm. some of the people like, that worked on this movie, some of the stories they tell. Um, as far as I can tell, the idea of this movie is to get Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone in the same movie. Right. Put Sylvester Stallone in the straight laced, uh, I'm going to wear glasses role. (laughs) Yes. That was kind of his. I mean, the only thing that made him kind of straight laced and kind of together as like a nerdy guy was the fact that he was wearing glasses. He's still Sly Stallone and doesn't have any ability to act his way out of a paper bag. So it's just, you wear glasses. Yeah. That was basically the the movie for him. Kurt Russell with that fantastic mullet that Mm -hmm. lasted from about 1982 to like 1994. Yep. Stargate was, I think, when he got rid of the mullet.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's a uh, buddy cop movie.
0: Yep, totally.
1: I don't remember anything about the plot. No, there's no plot. Or or any action. Yeah, there's just shooting. Yeah, there's, there's lots of, of shooting, yeah. and there's lots of like you know I'm sure wisecracking.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, for for an action movie that was kind of a pillar of the '80s, it's interesting that there's no scenes like in Die Hard, like people remember jumping out of the, you know, the building with the thing attached to you. Like there's no signature pieces that I think anyone, the best fan of Tango Cash could tell you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it
1: doesn't have like even even a bad Stallone movie like Cliffhanger has yeah.
0: scenes where you're just like oh my god
1: the first scene in cliffhangers everyone remembers
0: that right and it's a terrible movie yeah
1: yeah it's a terrible movie but that first scene you're just like oh my god it kept you in the theater right um but i don't i don't remember any scenes from tango and cash that,
0: i think the glasses on stallone is the most
1: <laughs> memorable thing yeah. yeah 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 pretty much yeah i was like uh, wow stallone's wearing glasses yeah
0: there you go uh, it's time i think
1: so we're we're in our favorites section let's go Let's go backwards because I right. should end on oh, yeah. the one that we share. So we're going to talk about five <coughs> movies going. Okay. So uh, let's start. Uh, I'll start. One of my favorites from 1989 was Parenthood. Uh-huh. First of all, I'm a sucker for anything, with Steve Martin. Yep. So this is, a, this is not your traditional, like, like goofy comedy. Mm-hmm. That Steve Martin done. This is yeah. kind of a serious comedy. Yeah. This is uh, the movie that launched the TV show that's been on. T- uh, I have never watched an episode of Parenthood on TV, oh. but it's been on for like ten years or something. It's
0: a, it's a really good show. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's but it's become like a it's like a dramedy, right?
0: Yeah. Totally. That's yeah.
1: And this is and this is a classic dramedy. Yeah. Uh, this is a group of uh, uh, parents that are all sort of related. So it's um, uh, Diane Weist. Steve Martin mm-hmm. and Rick Moranis and yep. one of Rick Moranis's last roles before he uh, sort of left Hollywood. Right. Um, uh, and he's kind of coming back. I'm kind of excited about that, but yeah. Um, this is funny. This has got uh, Martha Plimpton. It's got Keanu Reeves.
0: Yeah. That was the, that, the cameo that I wanted to bring up for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's got a very young <laughs> Keanu Reeves who, uh, who helps a little dude understand masturbation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think is which I think is uh, one of the sweeter moments of the movie this is one of those movies that's got some really dark uh, some really dark humor like uh, um, I don't want to get too much into it this is not a movie you should watch with your kids today yep. maybe when they're 14 yeah. maybe maybe but honestly once once you get to the, the upper teens you probably don't want to watch it with them either but you want to like they should watch it yeah um, but anyway yes so one of my favorites Parenthood good movie yes it is very funny it's it's one of those movies you're gonna watch you're gonna laugh
0: you're gonna cry it's it's one of those movies right Yeah, definitely a solid one mm-hmm. uh moving along the movie i picked next is uh the classic call it a rom-com was that it's a sure a john cusack vehicle uh say anything cameron crow cameron crow this yeah. movie is of course, is... Milner Famous for the, the boombox scene. Boombox scene, yeah. You've got your John Cusack pulling the boombox over his head. Do you remember the
1: song they're playing?
0: Oh. In, it's the uh, In Your Peter Eyes. Peter Gabriel's yep. in, your, in Your Eyes. Yeah. 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 So
1: that's the thing about any Cameron Crowe movie. If you read about any Cameron Crowe movie, the budget for the music in Cameron Crowe movies tend to be... Like higher than any other budget line item, yeah. Unless, unless it's like uh, Jerry Maguire, where they've got like uh, you know, oh, uh, football in it. yeah,
0: and
1: yeah, or they've got Tom Cruise, yeah. where the, that, you know, I'm that sure that would be the, was the highest budget b- yeah. budget line item. But um, I think I was reading that most most movies have like a about a like a you know a million dollars towards uh, you know getting uh, music in it. Yeah, something like uh, Almost Famous, which we should eventually get to, um, had like a four million dollar budget for music in yeah. it, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Dadpods has a significantly lower budget for music.
0: Yeah, which say nothing. <laughs> yeah, say anything. Uh, very good movie. A lot of people will probably this will probably be in a lot of their favorite movies. I would assume.
1: Sure. Yeah, it's got a lot of memorable scenes. Uh, this is the height of John Cusack as a heartthrob mm-hmm. in the 80s. Um, it's, it's really a kind of a beautiful scene yeah. with the boombox. I mean, it's I know it's kind of a cliche at this moment, but it's it's really, it's moving.
0: It's, it's a cliche for a reason. There's a reason why it's, that image is mm-hmm. that memorable because of the yeah. whole context and the, the relationship between the characters. So yeah, Lloyd Dobler. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, next movie also my pick it is bill and ted's excellent adventure
1: so keanu again
0: uh, yeah yeah the Keanu. <laughs> and this is really at the time what keanu was really known for mm-hmm. and uh yeah it, recently there was actually the third movie in this uh did you see it i have not seen it i have not seen it either uh,
1: I know that you can get it um, like on demand now. I think it was supposed to be released in the theater this year, but then you know COVID and all that stuff happened. Yeah. Do you have theaters that are actually in operation up there? No,
0: no. I, yeah. In theory, I think we could, no, I. but I think they're almost all self-closed. I think they're yeah. actually. I I don't know. Actually, I, I'm I'm going to admit that I, I don't know if it's legal or not for them to be open. But I know that that's a fair
1: admission. Our our local movie theater is not open. Yeah. Um, I know that there's been. I think there's a drive-in like 60 miles from here that you could go to.
0: There is a drive-in. I see it and the line to get in is always very long. Yeah. 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 So I think you probably have to get tickets in way, well in
1: advance, that kind yeah. of thing.
0: Anyhow, uh, Bill and Ted's is a really funny movie. I've, I've actually watched this a lot. Mm-hmm. I believe it should hold up with the kids. Sure. you got your time traveling. I think that's always pretty pertinent because you're talking about historical figures. So that's you know, Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln's not going anywhere.
1: (laughs) Um, My question for you is how much did, uh, how much did Bill and Ted inform Wayne's world?
0: Oh, it's, I remember at the time when Wayne's world came up, people, we talked about it as if compared to Bill and Ted's, it's clearly a template,
1: clearly a template. I know that they probably started around the same time. I wonder what came first. Because I know, you know, the Wayne's World movies, obviously, I think came out in maybe 91, 92, something right. like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was obviously, it was a it was an SNL skit. Right. I wonder when Wayne's World started. Yeah. That's a question. Like, which one came first, Wayne's World or Bill & Ted? Because clearly, you know, the, the rock fan... Yeah goober kind of thing where you've got you know, you know yeah
0: yeah so it
1: was different areas like it was like it was illinois versus uh southern california
0: yeah san dinas high school football rules san Dimas, yes uh i think bill and ted's actually holds up better because of the sci-fi aspect it makes it a more accessible movie now mm-hmm. wayne's world is very much a product of the time <laughs> yes indeed and all of the jokes are like cultural. I think
1: did, we had a discussion about Mike Myers, right? Like how he's in like, he's in like three amazing, like, like uh, comedy vehicles. When you think about Shrek, this yep. one, Wayne's World and, and Austin Powers. And I'm not sure if any of them really hold up.
0: Yeah. The problem is that they're so much is based on like the cultural relevance. Yeah. You know, and yeah. versus again, like these sci-fi movies, which make them more timeless
1: yeah and i think the 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 one thing that wayne's world has going for or i'm sorry bill and ted's has going for it is basically the kind of, the joke is just kind of that they're stupid yes the whole, <laughs> i mean like ultimately every joke sort of comes down to the fact that they're
0: just kind of these dumb kids you know, yep. they
1: don't talk about you know the, the stoner aspect of it you know
0: you kind of assume yeah it's implied yep.
1: it, it, it's a plot point you know um Bill and Ted are the kind of guys that if you said the number 420, they'd laugh. Yes. And that's, that's kind of the joke, that, and, but they do, they, they, they're able to make like 90 minutes of that joke and it all works pretty well.
0: Yeah. Again, you get your sci-fi that helps. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up. Next
1: up. So one of my favorites, uh, major league. Mm-hmm.
0: This is a good movie. So,
1: uh, one of the, I'm, I've, I've mentioned a couple of times. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I'm a f- huge fan of baseball movies. Mm-hmm. I'll watch almost every baseball movie. Uh, this one's the funniest baseball movie. Or, yeah. eh, Bull Durham, this one, this, close. Yeah, um, Bull Boulder, Boulder Durham's probably a better movie. This one's kind of funnier.
0: Yeah, it's um, more of a street comedy. Bull Durham has the dra- dramedy aspects. I'm going to say.
1: Right, yeah. So this one, you know, first of all, it's like, it's the Cleveland Indians, Yeah, which, you know, oddly still have not won any of anything of meaning <gasps> yep. since 1989. Yep. And like they were, they were picked as the team in 1989 because they hadn't won since like
0: 1940.
1: Yep. And my guess is they couldn't get the Cubs. Mm, yeah. At the time, but the Cubs have won since then. Right. So it's yep. like, you know,
0: sorry, Cleveland.
1: Yeah. Sorry, Cleveland. Uh, you had LeBron for a few years and he won. You one.
0: Yeah. So that, that's what you get.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's what you get. I mean, they took your football team away and then they gave you back whatever you have now. I don't, don't really want to talk about that. The yeah. Cleveland Browns. And you have to live in Cleveland. Yeah, that's too bad. But anyway, this is an amazing cast. It's uh, Charlie Sheen and his Charlie Sheeniest. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, the guy from 30-something is the third baseman. Um, there's an old guy pitcher. There's the guy from State Farm who's the catcher – or not the catcher, but he's the uh, – The power hitting third first baseman who cannot hit a curveball.
0: Serrano, Serrano, and he's
1: like he believes in voodoo. Tom Berenger of platoon fame uh, is the lovable catcher who is kind of like a ripoff of the Bull Durham catcher. To be honest with you, pretty much, pretty much. (laughs) Uh, He's like you know the veteran guy. Yep. You know. Um, uh, Does this one? Willie Mays Hayes is in this one.
0: Willie Mays Hayes. yeah, And it's
1: Wesley Snipes. Right? It is. Yep. And he's the, he's the, you know, very fast center fielder yep. who can't, uh, hit. <laughs> can't hit for shit. Yep. And he, and if he hits a, if he hits a fly ball, they find him. That's fine. Right. Yeah. Uh, because he, he should just hitting everything on the ground. It's right. very old school baseball. Like, you know, you want to, you know, try to get on base, move him over to second base, then try right. to get the guy in.
0: Now, given that guy's skill set, that makes a lot of sense because he could outrun almost any mm-hmm. infield hit. Right, right. Uh, so I, I this is me questioning the two, well, three true outcomes nature of baseball now where everything's either a home run, strikeout, or is that the 2 true right. It's mm-hmm. kind of it. Right. So uh, there, there is something to be said for that. Like, why don't you look at the talent that you actually have? Right. My thing about
1: the, the movie when it first came out was, like, you know, they created the Yankees as this, like, you know, absolute like right. dominant sort of team that they were, you know, chasing the 1980s Yankees. <laughs> sucked. Yeah. And like the, like the, the eighties in the, the AL East. And you were obviously a fan of the Red Sox w- who weren't any good either. No. But, like it was like, it was dominated by like the blue Jays and the, right. and the Orioles that, that decade. So it was like, like those were the teams that they should have picked. But that would not- be my only quarrel with the, with the, with the blue
0: Jays. <laughs> Those teams are not marketable, though.
1: I guess so. Yeah. The the Yankees have always been the evil
0: empire. Yeah, as they should be. As sure. they should be. All right. So
1: we have come. I think Major League holds up.
0: Yeah. I know. Um, I, I saw it somewhat recently. Not, sure. you know. Yeah.
1: And it's also a movie where you can pick up like halfway through it and you don't have to watch the whole thing.
0: Yeah, totally fine.
1: Um, the last movie mm-hmm. uh, should be, I mean, this is the OG greatest r- rom com of all time, right? Like yeah. question like first ballot Hall of Famer, like we don't even question this No.
0: It, and it, it kicks off the genre and it's still so good. That's the amazing thing yes. to Yes. When Harry met Sally. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh dad mission here. I like rom coms.
0: Yeah. I don't think that's a very shocking. I think a lot of dads like, probably do, because we have to I see. I think so they many. probably
1: do. Yeah. They're this is not a full-on chick flick. No, this one's got like some meat to it. I think, yeah, yeah. in a way that some others like a, a little lie, lie a little flat. Yeah, this is uh, this is Meg Ryan
0: like throwing ninety-seven on the corners. Amazing performance. Amazing. She's like she's
1: resplendent.
0: An amazing comedic performance. An amazing acting performance. Like, you know. Th- I think we're
1: going to go back and look at 1989 and I don't know who won the Oscar that year. Yeah. I'm going to look it up right now. All right. 19, 1989
0: Oscars. Yeah. yeah and I'm sure it's not going to be Meg Ryan, but sure. comedies in general are not respected for the acting, but this is a really good performance for both, both leads, Billy Crystal and Meg. Oh, Ryan. Billy
1: Crystal is amazing in this film too. Yeah.
0: They, they are the characters like you never think otherwise. And, uh, there's a lot of range that has to happen because the the whole point of the movie, I'm sure many of you know, is this journey through, through their lives and it goes over a lot of time. And, uh,
1: so I I will say that, I will say that, uh, Meg Ryan was not even nominated for, for best
0: actress. Yeah. It seems terrible. In
1: 19. So Jessica Tandy from driving Miss Daisy was the winner. Yeah. That movie does not hold up.
0: No one remembers that other than being a terrible movie.
1: Yeah. I will tell you, okay, we should go over this. This okay. is why they shouldn't, there's a Matt Damon story about this. Like he, his idea is that we shouldn't have the Oscars the year after the films come out, Right. which should wait like five years.
0: Yeah. The five year Oscars.
1: Yeah. So these are the other nominees. Isabel on for Camille Claudel. Okay. You remember that one? No. Colleen Collins for the movie, Shirley Valentine.
0: I have no idea what that is. Okay.
1: Jessica Lange for the movie Music Box. I know who Jessica Lange is. Yeah. But I never saw the movie. The only one I've ever seen is Michelle Pfeiffer in The Fabulous Picker Boys.
0: Okay. The movie's all right. I, yep. I, I don't even know if I recommend people see that now. but Yeah.
1: Yeah. So best actor that year. Just yeah. out of curiosity, just you know, we could just you know, this is just a digression, but yeah. Uh, so Daniel Day Lewis won for My Left Foot. I don't think anything okay. wrong with that.
0: That's a solid. Uh, this one. is a this is a
1: really good collection of of actors. So Kenneth Branagh for Henry V. Okay, that's a really good adaptation of Henry V. Yep. Tom Cruise for Born on the Fourth of July. Okay, Morgan Freeman for Driving Miss Daisy. Driving Miss Daisy doesn't hold up. Nope. But then Robin Williams for Dead Poet Society.
0: Oh, good movie. Okay. Yeah,
1: I mean, in retrospect. Daniel Day Lewis probably deserves it. But, you know, Robin Williams, you could see getting that. Tom Cruise, maybe a
0: yeah. lifetime achievement award, that kind of thing. I, I think more um, people are gonna remember and appreciate Dead Poets Society. Like that that movie's more watchable.
1: Yeah. Like, and Best Picture was Driving Daisy, Driving Miss Daisy, Born on the Fourth of July, Dead Poet Society filled with dreams in my left foot. I never want to see My Left Foot again. It's brilliant really performance by Daniel day Lewis. I'm never gonna yeah. watch that again. Born on the Fourth of July, another it was a good movie, but I'm never going to watch it. Driving Miss Davies, Jay-Z, I'm never going to watch it. Dead Poets Society, Field of Dreams, and When Harry Met Sally. Those were the three movies from that yeah,
0: year. If, if, yeah, that again, if we didn't have our restriction on comedies, these are the movies yes. that you'd Also,
1: the movie Glory comes out that came came out that year. Uh, Denzel Washington, Matthew yeah. Braderick. That movie's the, good. The, the Civil War movie, yes. Do the Right Thing came out that year.
0: Excellent movie. That's another one um wow so there's a ton of stuff that's like not even looked at that uh, are way more memorable like if you go back and say like what do i have to watch from that year that's what Mm -hmm. i would talk about
1: yep so yeah uh and i think the movie that we're talking about it's probably the best of all of them it's It's most rewatchable it's funny it's the most relatable
0: mm -hmm. i think also amazing because of the uh because of where it fits in the genre, like historically, that's actually make it, makes it really important. Like basically yep. setting the, rom- the rom-com category. I think that's, that's got to count for something. Like you've now sure. made a new thing and that's, yeah. that's pretty cool to see.
1: Mm-hmm. Every movie, every rom- rom- romantic comedy since then has had some sort of relationship to, to When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. Just the whole idea of, oh, look, they don't like each other. Oh look they hate each other. Oh look they're becoming friends.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, just that whole thing. You've got the well, the oh, tropes. A couple of the other a couple of the other roles that we don't even mention, like the side roles in this this film are amazing too. Like Bruno Kirby, I believe RIP. Yeah. I I'm gonna he, a couple years ago. Yeah. He plays he plays Billy Crystal's best friend, Harry's right. best friend in the film. And then uh the late great Harry F- Curry Fisher yep. plays the the Meg Ryan um Uh, best friend as well those two those two characters are amazing they're set up as and like double uh, like there's there's a great scene where they set them up as a double date uh, for the opposite character and then they end up running off together and and getting married and you know that's great Uh, um, yeah there's scenes that clearly put this movie in the 80s yep like there's a scene in the sharper image where they're they're (laughs) like looking at
0: your machine
1: yeah. Yeah, they're playing in with a karaoke machine, but then there's also like completely like just amazing um universal scenes like, you know, the speech that 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 Harry gives Sally at the end.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh it's just great. It's just great. And I also love the the little um the bit they have going on where they they're they're interviewing old couples.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's the film. I, I honestly think that helps elevate this to make it more yeah. of like, this is this is a universal story. Like that's kind of what they're doing there. Right. And a lot of rom-coms, the lesser ones are like, it's about this story. I have this concept and that's that's the execution of it. This one actually is makes it like the rom-com of all rom-coms because it's telling yeah. a story that with those extra framings, it makes it more applicable than just to Harry and Sally. Like they're just a story within all these other stories.
1: Sure. And I think, uh, you know, Meg Ryan deserved every award. And she oh yeah. Get it, which is a shame. Yeah. Cause, uh, you know, she, the most famous Meg Ryan scene of all time is her, uh, in the deli.
0: Yeah. And we don't even need to say what that is. Everyone knows what no, that is.
1: Everybody knows what that is. And that's like, and that's like, and, and if you go back and watch that, and I've watched it actually fairly recently, um, that's like the f- fourth most important, like there's sure. just some really good, like just subtle things she does. Like, um, and we've talked a lot about this movie, I think, because we both really like it. But it's a really um, good
0: movie. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah.
1: She's got a scene where they're, you know, he, she and, and Billy Crystal they're putting this this rug down mm-hmm. in I think his apartment. Yeah. And they're looking at the rug and they're talking about a date that Billy Crystal had gone out with in the previous night. Yeah. And so he's doing his thing. He's got a little couple little jokes in there, a joke about you know we went to this Ethiopian restaurant and we ordered and I figured I would just tell a joke to her and I just. So I said, we'll just order two empty plates and then we'll, we'll, we'll ask for the check. And it was like, it was a funny little thing. And he's, you know, anyway, so he was talking about how this joke, this, uh, this date was just like a complete disaster. Yeah. And she has this, um, she has this line. And it's like, well, Harry, it's just important that we're getting out there. And you know, uh, it was important that you did this. And it may be a really long time before we even, we, we even go to bed with anybody. Mm-hmm. And he's like, And he just says, like, just flatly and just, like, without any emotions, like, oh, I went to bed with her. Yeah. And the look that she gives him just kind of turns and just the look is just, like, it just floors you. And if you don't fall in love with Meg Ryan after that kind of look, Mm -hmm. I don't know what's wrong with you.
0: Yeah, acting with facial expression is, throughout this whole movie, it's it's really important. Yeah. Um, He's great at it, too. Like, just his
1: deadpan look and like emotionless look when he's like, like when they're, when they're getting out of the car, when they first meet mm-hmm. and they're going into this diner and she's putting about eight pounds of hairspray on her, on her hair. <laughs> <Yep>.
0: <laughs> the eighties hair is perfect. Though. Yeah.
1: And he just looks at her and it's just like, it's great.
0: You yeah. Just,
1: this is a movie. I've watched it with my kid. There's some things that you probably need to explain to your kid. As okay, so
0: of the aforementioned deli scene, if yeah. you're going to have to go into that.
1: Yeah, you're going to have to talk with them. This is what parenting is, guys. Yep. You kind of have to occasionally talk to your kids about sex. Yep. You have to talk to your kids about the language that people use. And there's some language in this film that is not... Sure. You know, that's, that's probably a language that you don't want them to use all the time. Yeah. But it's also, I think, this is, beautiful, this is a beautiful film. Yeah, I, I, Reiner, I think it's... Well it's worth a, it. It's a Rob Reiner directed film, who also directed the The Princess Bride, uh, which we've mentioned before, which should also be on people's top five. Mm-hmm. If people don't like Rob Reiner, you can go to hell, yeah, <laughs> straight to hell. Yep. Uh, Nora Ephron uh, mm-hmm. wrote the screenplay to this film. Uh, she is also an amazing, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Amazing screenwriter and director. I believe she directed uh, a movie we'll get to later, Sleepless in Seattle. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. This is a this is a beautiful movie. Um it should be it, this is this is this probably is the best film we've reviewed so far.
0: Uh well we did have Princess Bride. So again. We did.
1: We did. It, it's hard I can't choose between the two of
0: them. Yeah. So this is great show your kids. Yes. And uh yeah, that That's that kinda 1989. Wraps, that's 1989. Do we have a dad bod of the week? I have a body of the week. <laughs>
1: What was your body of the week?
0: It's uh, and I don't even remember the name of the actor. It's Bernie.
1: <laughs> oh, from weekend at Bernie's. This yes. was what we talked about two and a half weeks ago.
0: I know. Like I, I remember it was on the list. So.
1: Yeah. That's as good as any. I mean, if we want to do, I mean, Danny DeVito is probably too short mm-hmm. to be a dad bod. I'm sure he's a dad, but you know, um, just kind of going through. everything. Else. Um, I mean, Tom Hanks is kind of a dad.
0: Tom Hanks is a classic. Um the other one you could mention is uh John Candy, R. I. P.
1: Yeah. John John Candy could be your you know your your larger yeah. you know friend's dad.
0: I liked the street Weekend at Bernie's guy only because he could be the body of the week. <laughs> <That's>
1: <laughs> you know, that's perfectly fine with me. All right. Um, well he that's the they, dad body. of the week. Yeah, we've got Dan Aykroyd and Ghostbusters too. That might be the only oh. other one that we care about. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd's got a closet. Well, we'll get to Dan Aykroyd. I'm sure at
0: some other point. There's a lot more to talk about with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah.
1: All right. So, yeah. So Bernie, we don't know his name, but Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's.
0: His best role.
1: His best only role, right? I mean, hey. has anybody ever seen Bernie in anything else?
0: Weekend at Bernie's too. I think he
1: got. I think he got typecast. Typecast. Right
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> That's a dead body. <laughs>
1: That's a, God, that would be a terrible typecasting, right?
0: We need a dead body.
1: <laughs> yeah, we needing a dead body. I think they've probably like on like the CSI shows. They've probably used the same. Like, oh, I'm
0: sure. I'm sure. it's happened a, lot.
1: a bunch of times, right? Yeah, yeah. Sex worker. Apologize. Oh, yes. All right. So That's it. All right. 1989. Thank you for uh, listening. And, Thank you. Uh, you know, rate, subscribe, or I don't care. Whatever. Okay. You know, do whatever you want. Live your life. Be safe. Wear a mask.
0: Yes. Bye. Bye.